So when I was in seminary, we had a professor who taught us the introduction to philosophy, and he was, he was a good professor, actually. He was, uh, he was interesting, and sometimes when you start into philosophy, it can be a bit intimidating because reflect, reflecting on reflecting, thinking about thinking, how do we know what we think, how do we think what we think, how do we know what we think actually reflects reality, how do we know that what our senses are perceiving are actually reflective of what is the reality out there? Anyway, it can get a bit, it's a bit mind-boggling at times. But he was a very good professor, but he used, to ask, he used to ask us kind of provocative questions just to get us thinking. And one of the questions he asked was, you know, what's the, in, in scripture, what is the, the, the symbol of evil? And uh, so maybe a couple of volunteers and put their hands up, well, the, 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 the serpent, the snake. And he said, well, yes, but then why is it then that uh, Jesus compares himself to the snake, which is true in this gospel today. The Son of Man must be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert. And then that, that kind of you know, sh shakes our confidence. On it. So how does this work? What is the idea behind the serpent being the one who tempts Adam and Eve in, in Genesis, uh, in the Garden of Eden, and then Moses raising up this serpent, which is a prefiguration of Jesus being raised up on the cross. So which, which is it? Or how does it work? How, how can we understand this? Today's feast day is the triumph of the cross or the exaltation of the cross. And it's, it's always one of those situations or homilies or teachings that one has to be very careful about, very delicate about, because ultimately we're speaking about people's lives here, people's crosses. Uh, people's grief, people's illness, uh, but their depression, their addictions. The cross is, isn't, isn't a stranger to us. Um, as, as I've said often here, sooner or later, like our, our parents will pass away before us. Uh, so we will experience grief. We will. There's no way of going through life without it. There's no way of being on this. Yeah, I mean, we can call it, I don't, I don't want to sound too heavy or, or, or depressing or anything, but this is the valley of darkness. This, this isn't a redeemed world. This isn't a, a heaven yet. This isn't our eternal reward yet. What we see here isn't a perfect world. It's a fallen world. It's a redeemed world, but a, but a fallen world. So this out here, no matter how good it may appear to be, uh, it, it'll never be perfect and it'll never fully satisfy the deepest desires of our hearts. So we will experience the cross. If we haven't already, it's, it's, it'll come. And that's, that, that's not, again, to, to, I don't want to like, depress people or, or make people fearful of the future. But the cross is part of life. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. The cross is part of life, and it's unavoidable. So Jesus, what does he do? Because his goal in coming here wasn't, per se, to take away our crosses. He never said, if you want to be a follower of mine, come, all your crosses will be taken from you, and all shall be well. He said, let he who wants to be a follower of mine renounce himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So even the Lord himself says that like, the taking up of one's cross is part of following him. It's part of life. It's part of life. But how do, we, how do we view this in a, in a positive way? Because we don't want to view our lives then as just one long <coughs> suffering. And then we die. 
you know, like that's that's not a Christian view of 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 our earthly lives at all. And I've heard it said, and people mean well when they say this, but they've heard it, I've heard it said about people who have had an illness and then they pass away, that family members or, or friends may say, well, they did their purgatory here on earth. And I get the idea behind why people say that, you know, that, that the person has suffered here on earth, but I think we have to be careful to correctly understand the cross or correctly understand suffering. It is not the case that we have to suffer a little before we go to heaven. Or it is not the case that we just have to suffer a lot. It's not the case that, that, that you know, we have to go through a bit of misery before we get to heaven. That makes God look absolutely horrendous. What kind of a father would he be? Uh, that he would just want us to suffer a little before getting to heaven. What parent, what good parent, would see their child outside either absolutely freezing it's the middle of winter or it's lashing rain, they're soaked to the bone, and the father just locks all the doors and says, look, we'll, we'll leave them out there another minute or two now. They'll, they'll appreciate the heat all the more when they come in. And then just stands there, folds his arms, and watches the child, out, watches the child outside, shivering, freezing. I mean, that's, sorry, that's not good parenting, right? No, and this isn't God. This isn't God. So the idea that you have to suffer a little before you get to heaven, um, that idea, it's missing something, which is the point of this whole thing. The serpent is the sign of evil, the tempter. And to this day, the serpents are still uh, considered a, a symbol of evil. But the Lord turns suffering into good through love. The Lord transforms this sign of punishment and death and criminality this tragedy, this, this helplessness and this being nailed or tied, as a, uh, depending on how, how it was done, but being tied or, or nailed to this, to this instrument of torture, he turns all of this into something good through love. And the reason he does that is so that we can do the same. That then the, the crosses that come our way through love, through love we turn them into something good. So the serpent is a sign of evil, but it, when they gaze on this serpent, the bronze serpent, in the desert, up on the cross, it heals them. Not because the serpent is good, okay? But because God has now infused this sign with grace. So the cross itself isn't good. The cross itself, like suffering, death, these things are a consequence of the fall. They're not good. But God turns them into something good through love. We can turn our sufferings and our crosses into something good through love. That's, that's the point. And that way, in that way, Love is triumphant. In that way, the cross is triumphant. The triumph, the triumph of the cross, the exaltation of the cross. These things in and of themselves are not good. The cross, pain, suffering, illness, death, they're not good, but through love they can be transformed into something good. And that's a hard lesson. It's a difficult lesson. But if we don't understand that, we will never really understand why life is the way it is. And very easily the enemy will turn those crosses into a wedge that he drives between us and God. If God loved you so much, why weren't you healed of cancer? If God loved you so much, why um, were you fired? Why did you lose your job? If God loved you so much, why didn't he allow you to find the right person or get married or have kids? Or whatever the problem, whatever cross you're carrying, whatever it is. The, the enemy will use that cross as a wedge. He'll try to drive that between you and God. Rather than what the Lord wants us to do, which is just to see the cross, 
to recognize that, that, yes, it is painful, but Lord, I offer this to you. I offer my heart to you. I offer my suffering to you. And in that way then, even this negativity and sin and all the consequences of the fall, the cross can become a blessing. And this is, this is, a, it is a mystery, you know. It's, a, it's not something that, that I say lightly because, as I say, this is, we're dealing with people's lives as we talk about this. So the cross can become a blessing through love. Suffering can become a blessing through love. It's, it's the love that gives it value. So when people say they did their suffering on earth or, or they had to do a bit of suffering before they get to heaven, it's not the suffering that counts. It's the suffering out of love. Like the, the, the souls in hell, they suffer. Demons suffer. It does, but it's, it does them no good because it's not offered out of love. It's the love that transforms the suffering into blessing. It's the love that transforms the suffering into something good, useful. It's the love that the love of which we carry our crosses and our suffering that makes us like Christ. That's the, the key thing to this. As we, as we learn to offer our suffering, to unite our suffering to his, we become like him because we, we learn to love like him. I love then not because it gives me any physical pleasure or I love not because it gives me wealth or I love not because it makes me feel good. I love because it's the right thing to do. I love because this is what, this is what Jesus would do. And then we become more and more like him. And so then, much as it must drive the enemy mad, all of the suffering that he causes can be transformed into a blessing. And so even then the enemy ends up serving God. Today we pray for those who, who suffer particularly, for those who have a physical <coughs> or a psychological ailment, for those who are just maybe depressed, sad, who've received a diagnosis recently, of some terminal illness, for those who are rebelling against the cross, for those whose crosses have really saddened them, for those uh, in whose lives uh, the enemy has been quite successful in using the cross to drive a wedge between them and God. We ask, Lord, that the cross will be seen for what it is, this, this possibility of blessing when it is offered up to you out of love. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, this is Father Patrick Cahill here. Thank you so much for joining us for our homilies here on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, I work here in a place called Holy Family Mission where we form young people in the faith. We have a great need here in Ireland and indeed across the world of knowing our faith and being capable of going out there and sharing it uh, competently with others. If we can't understand our faith, if we don't know our faith, we can't uh, bring anybody into it. No one is brought into the faith. Uh, no one is compelled to come into the faith. People see us live the faith. So in order to, to live it, we have to know what the Lord is expecting of us. So our goal here is to form young people in the faith, and we're starting into our eighth year now, which is a great privilege and uh, a great joy for us all. We're starting on 24th of September. We are in need of benefactors, though, uh, we have a, a beautiful house which was given to us here by the Rossminian Order. Uh, it's fantastic, it's wonderful, but it is high maintenance. And these days, all those things are very expensive. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving your heart to support our mission here in Holy Family, we're hoping to raise about €25,000 before uh, 20, the 24th of September, before the start of the year here. We're about 
We have about 10,000 raised so far, but we need your help to, to get to 25 if we can. We have some renovations to do on the house here, and we need to support uh, our young people as they come in here to start this year of faith formation. So if the Holy Spirit is asking you to, pray, to support us financially, please, please do so on our website, holyfamilymission.ie. Uh, if not, please pray for us. Please pray that uh, our mission here will always be protected and that we'll always do the will of God and that his glory may be made manifest in all that we do and all that is done through Holy Family and all that, that they do, uh, all that the Holy Family mission team will do throughout the year and all that the alumni will do uh, in their various workplaces uh, and study uh, universities, colleges, wherever they'll be afterwards. We ask that the Lord will always guide them to be effective ministers of uh, Christ's word in the world. So please feel free uh, to support our mission and please pray for us. God bless. Bye now.